recognize that romance does act like a drug. So, like any drug, and it can act for good or ill, right? So, with your spouse, anytime you amp the romance factor, you're going to have more intimacy and more joy. But with someone other than your spouse, it masks what's really going on with you. And then, you know, you're going to land in some kind of hot water. This week, love is a drug, and if you aren't your spouse's dealer, they might start looking for another supplier. Dr. Noelle Nelson explains. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this podcast, you know we love our wine club, and we're going to shamelessly plug it again. This year, our wine club partner Touring and Tasting is celebrating their 20th anniversary and are offering special deals and discounts on top of their already existing deals and discounts throughout the year. We love the Hitch Wine Club because it's a monthly reminder to slow down and reconnect. Yes, date night ideas are included with each shipment. We have several different levels of the wine club, from the happy couple and marital bliss to soulmates and happily ever after. Right now, you can join the happy couple wine club level with your first shipment 50% off, bringing the total to under $25. And the shipping is always free. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Visit hitchmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of hitchedmag.com. I am joined once again with the always fabulous Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. So Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many best-selling books. Her most recent relationship book is Your Man is Wonderful. Uh, Her most recent business book uh, available for Kindle readers, so, you know, just the app. You don't have to have the device, uh, is Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work. Uh, We today are going to talk about the danger of the sidelined spouse. And so let me let me set the context here. Uh, there are many times in every marriage where one uh, person's focus is and attention is not on their spouse, uh, and I'm and I know everybody can relate to this. And it's not always for a bad reason. Usually, uh, it's something you know typically pretty important. Uh, it can be a, a work project uh, or a work reorganization. Uh, it could be the arrival of uh, a new child or twins. Uh, and, and so it, it's obvious that the attention at those moments uh, wouldn't go as much to their spouse or to the relationship in general. Um, and that's all well and good. Most couples understand that things can flow and there will be a temporary imbalance in the attention from a spouse. Uh, but what you say, Noel, is what can throw a monkey wrench into these works is the arrival of an attentive third party. Yes, an attentive third party. Like, what does that mean? Well, I think I know <laughs> well, what it means. Let's see. I'll bet you do. I'll bet you do. It's like that uh, dynamite-looking temp or newbie that just strolled into your workplace who somehow has eyes only for you. Or maybe it's, oh, this is a good one. Maybe it's a single parent dropping off his child at your daycare. Mm. Again, who has eyes only for you. 
Or it could be that that new barista, you know, at, at the coffee place you like to hang out mm-hmm. uh, when you get too lonely. Who, again, has eyes, it seems, only for you. So the problem is suddenly you are getting so much attention, so many veiled innuendos of how delicious a romance could be, or just so many compliments that you, you just get carried away on a veritable sea of wonderful emotions, and it all feels so good. Now, I, what if, hap- you, yeah. if you don't mind if I pause really quick no, here. No, go ahead. The, so w- when that's happening, um, and there is that imbalance, is it also possible that you would be throwing out those gazes to grab a little extra attention because it's something that you are, are needing I think it's almost knee-jerk to do that. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to throw blame. Yeah. No, 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 no. And and I'm not hearing it as that. But I mean, if somebody, you know, gives you a winning smile or or a winning look or something like that, it's it's almost automatic to respond because, heck, we all love to get stroked. Sure. (laughs) You know, unless, unless, of course, your focus is really tight elsewhere. But the problem that happens is more that your marriage may start to pale in comparison with all this sort of feel good going on. Mm -hmm. And then, then instead of feeling, you know, supportive and good about yourself or being a supportive mate, I mean, you're not an idiot, you know, perfectly well what's going on at home, but you may still start feeling resentful. Like your spouse isn't making enough of an effort to make time for you. Like then you start asking questions of yourself. Why should you be the one sacrificing all the time? You know, making allowances and picking up the slack or whatever else. And now, now you're in trouble because this is where you're actually beginning to consider a fling. Mm. Nothing important, just something to take the edge <laughs> off being ignored, being taken for granted, being the least important thing on your spouse's list. Okay. And of course, what you don't realize is you've been drugged. Drugged. Okay. Uh, and I'm assuming we're not talking the roofie style. Uh, so how 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 are we being drugged in these kind of scenarios? Well, you're absolutely on target, Steve. Not only are we not talking the roofie style, we're talking about something that long term is far more powerful. Mm. See, here's the thing. Off we go into the land of science. Okay, yeah, love it. Let's do it. <gasps> oh yeah, here we go. You know, all those flattering words, all that attention and compliments and looks, they're acting like a drug. Your brain actually has a pleasure center, Mm -hmm. which when stimulated produces endorphins. We know about that, runners high and stuff like that. And those are the the neurotransmitters that make you feel good. Mm -hmm. Well, when we're flooded with too much of what feels good, nothing else matters. Mm. It's as if our ability to think you know, like, wait a minute, what the heck, yeah. is put on hold. And in the classic scientific experiments that they did with rats, rats who were given cocaine when they press on a bar will literally press that bar until they die. Mm-hmm. They no longer eat. They no longer drink. They don't do anything that might be considered normal. And that's how we are. You know, we're not all that different when we're given our drug of choice over and over and over, we apparently lose the ability to think straight. And, and, you know, we have talked in the past about the the rose-tinted glasses and all the, the chemicals that are associated that with that in the early phases of our relationship. Are, are, are these the same chemicals uh, that we're talking about here when we get that n- new burst of attention? 
Yes and no. There's uh, also another chemical that gets released, which is more specific to affection, touching, things like that, which is oxycontin. Mm -hmm. Oxy, yeah, is that right? Oxycontin or oxytocin? I get them. Oxytocin. 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 Right. oxytocin. Yeah. Sorry, got my <laughs> got my, my my chemistry confused here. Um, so there's a little more going on. Um, in other words, if anybody who's a of our listeners who's a runner, you can tell the difference between runners high and feeling close and warm and good towards your mate. Mm -hmm. There there is a difference, and this is more the runners high variety. Okay, it's it almost it it really is a high. Yeah, and yes, of course, in the in the beginning stages of a romance, we often feel that. Um, but it is, it is mixed with other things, if you will. Yeah. Okay. There's more, there's more bonding type chemicals in yes. those early, yes. earlier days. Going on. Um, and, yeah. and, uh, and so when this happens, uh, like what we're talking about though, is that we literally are not thinking straight. The neuroscience is showing us that our brain is not functioning at its fullest capacity because neurocenters are being blocked from having rational thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And that is pretty much what a drug does to you. Yeah. Is okay. at least some drugs. It is it stops it, you you are you become emotionally overwhelmed if you will in in the presence of all this stuff with positive feelings just as we can easily become emotionally overwhelmed by negative feelings. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't think about it, but when you get too anxious or too worried, you stop thinking also. Sure. In other words, it's those extremes, if you will, of emotional response that block our ability to use our frontal lobes, to use the fancy thing, fancy words. In other words, to think, <laughs> to, to make rational decisions. And this is especially the case in the context of what we're talking about when things aren't rosy at home. Yeah. Okay? In other words, you're not if, – if things are going well at home and you feel like you're getting enough – you know, nobody ever gets 100%, sure. but enough of the attention and the affection and the caring and all that, that that you need, then quite frankly, sure, you'll you'll be pleased by some extra attention out there, but you're not, it, it, it doesn't jack your, your brain. You're not it, getting it that chemical dump. No, you're yeah. not. And so you're good. As a matter of fact, recently they redid these experiments with cocaine and rats, and what they found was fascinating to me. Steve, is that they changed the setup of the experiment. Okay. They, they had the rats in what they call the equivalent of a rat Disneyland. Okay? Okay. <laughs> so they gave them everything a rat could possibly want for its amusement and its enjoyment and so forth and so on. And they put two water bottles. They put a water bottle with cocaine, a cocaine mixture in it, and then they put a water bottle just with water. Okay. And this time what has, same drill, you know, you press, the rat presses the bar to get a drink of either the cocaine or a drink of the water. What they found is for the first three days, approximately, the rats just went nuts over the cocaine water. Mm -hmm. But after that, it petered out because it wasn't as interesting as the Disneyland Park. Interesting. Yes. And so that, that has started a whole new way of thinking of how to work with people who have become addicted to drugs. And they're, and they're discovering that a large part, not for everybody, but a large part of what helps is to facilitate a more secure, nurturing environment because then the drug is less interesting. Gotcha. Interesting. That is interesting. So, yeah. Yep. That's the same thing here with what we're yeah. talking about. Okay. Is you... You want to be careful not to sideline your spouse, not because, I mean, obviously, because you always want to be loving and caring, yeah. but to recognize it, that 
couples need to provide for each other at least enough, and I use that word judiciously, yeah. at least enough of that basic caring, loving, affectionate environment, even when, you know, stuff is going on. Okay, so this actually segues it perfectly into my the, my final closing question here for you, which is, uh, y- you know, the affair is obviously not the answer. Um, I mean, that clearly has marriage-wrecking consequences, uh, and we've talked about that many times on Hitched. So we know these ebbs and flows are going to happen in marriage. We know that uh, if a spouse has taken a promotion and they need to readjust to all the, the new workflow that they have, and they're going to have to put in some extra hours that we're not going to get that kind of attention, uh, on a regular basis that we once received. What is the answer then to, pre- to prevent all this from happening? Well, there are actually a few answers, which is good news because alternatives are always, yes. you know, not everybody, <laughs> not everything works for everybody. The, the first is basics, right? To talk with your, discuss with your spouse, maybe some ways to get some quality time, some together time, mm-hmm. even within the present situation without jeopardizing their goals, whatever those happen to be. I can, by but the way, second, I would just like to say that. So um, my wife and I have gone through uh, this kind of situation uh, uh, on a couple different of occasions and it's mostly been through like job promotions or schooling or whatnot you know one of us going back to school that kind of a thing and uh, we did we had to sit down and talk about laying down those expectations of okay so for the next x months I'm gonna be buried in writing papers or, or it was actually her uh, doing all this stuff um, so let's uh, let's just have that understanding that there's not going to be that kind of attention. And, you know, the other person, me in this case, like I'll be as supportive as I can and I'll make sure that we schedule things to do together uh, so that it doesn't go off the rails. But just I understand that I'm not going to see you for, you know, possibly days sometimes because you're nose deep in books. Good. And so, there, again, you know, that's our basic always. There's nothing better than communication. Yeah. Pretty simple. But the second thing that a lot of people don't think of much is it is a great opportunity to rekindle friendships that you may have neglected because mm. you can get attention and affection from there or family or reinvest time with, with your relatives or your in-laws or, in other words, recognizing the first and most important thing is recognizing you need attention and affection. Everybody does, but it doesn't mean you have to go get it from an inappropriate or what's going to be a disastrous yeah. source. And so you got I, your friends. Can I just say hang that, out with them? Yeah. Can I just say that like I this is what I love about Hitched is we do this prevent and maintenance stuff. So if you're yes. out there listening to this podcast right now, you might not be in this situation right now. Um, but that doesn't mean that y- your husband or wife won't get a promotion in the next two years and you find yourself in this situation. And hopefully you can reflect on this episode and think like, oh, yeah, they talked about this. I now have the skill set. Or, you know, at least knowing that this podcast exists, that you can go back and find it and, and hear these bullet points again. Um, and I, I just think that that is what makes this ongoing resource so important. And that's why I, I really appreciate you sharing all this advice, Noel. Absolutely. And there's more. There is finding a hobby or a volunteer activity or a church activity or a sport that'll give you some of those feel goods that do not threaten your marriage. And again, it really helps if you've had that conversation with your spouse first. Mm-hmm. So you have some idea of what the, you know, what the situation is going to look like for a while. 
And, you know, more than anything is recognize that romance does act like a drug. So like any drug, and it can act for good or ill, right? Mm -hmm. So with your spouse, anytime you amp the romance factor, you're going to have more intimacy and more joy. But with someone other than your spouse, it masks what's really going on with you. And then, you know, you're going to land in some kind of hot water. Okay. So, I mean, it's almost like when people uh, do more of the, like, regular narcotic-type drugs um, to mask Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, depression or whatever other issues that they're dealing with, and they use that to mask their true emotions. Or let's take the simple one, you know, when you have a couple extra drinks because basically you're so anxious about something, you can't stand your own skin. Well, it'd probably be better if you worked on lowering the anxiety than waking up with a hangover. But, you know, we all do it. I don't mean we all drink. I mean, we all, at one point or another, will try to get away from that Mm. thing that's bothering us and not necessarily in the most healthy way. So here you have some alternatives. Um, Communication, always. Mm -hmm. Friendships, wonderful source. Hobbies, volunteer activities, uh, any kind of church, temple, whatever, sports, all really great ways to get attention and, in a certain way, affection. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, – I I think this is a great – because you're, it's so easy to turn – um, turn away from your feelings in these instances and turn away from what you need. Uh, but you're right. Like this could be – while they're going through their restructuring, this could be a way that you can – improve yourself and we talk about it all the time about one spouse and you know granted we this could be anything it doesn't have to be a job promotion or something like that or education it could be the arrival of kids uh you know you just Mm -hmm. had a baby and so uh in 99.9 percent of the instances it's the mother who has to do more because of all the the feeding and everything else that goes along with it um and so there will be less attention uh so you know, that doesn't mean that like you can have these opportunities. They're almost like life's built in opportunities to improve yourself as well. And that is what can help further keep things fresh down the line as you guys get older and age, because so often one person improves themselves or evolves and the other person does not. And then that can cause danger down the road. Absolutely. So this is, again, good preventative stuff. Good, really, really good preventative stuff. And as, you know, was pointed out in the beginning, these life flows, ebbs and flows happen in every relationship. It's just inevitable. It's, it's, it's life. You know, we're never, it's, nothing ever lines up perfectly from the get-go every time, so... Um, yeah, this was fantastic. Was there, was there anything else that you wanted to, uh, add to the conversation or did we nail this one? I think we nailed this one, Steve. Well, fantastic. Um, so I want to remind everybody if you have, let's say, listened to five episodes. So that's given you a pretty good idea of what this podcast is all about. We would love to hear what you think of it. Uh, what you would like to get out of it. If this is what you uh, were hoping it would be, better, worse, um, any improvements, we would love to hear your feedback. Uh, Positive, negative, we just want to know how we're doing. Take a little informal poll, a little informal survey. You can do that on uh, a a variety of ways. You can email us directly. There's a, a 
giant podcast button, our email button on our podcast page. Uh, you can uh, shoot us a message on any of the social platforms, the major ones. Um, you can leave uh, messages and notes on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever it, platform it is that you um, subscribe to the podcast on. Uh, hopefully you subscribe. It's free. Uh, and we, we read those comments and things when they come in. Um, and, uh, yeah, we would love to hear from you because that's how we uh, are best able to serve you. So uh, thank you in advance for all those who participate. And I look forward to checking out what you guys think. Um, but until then, I want to uh, thank you, Noel. It's always a pleasure. And I love talking the science of this stuff because I feel like so many people, like some of the stuff you seems, oh, it's so obvious or yes, I know that. But I think it, it makes a big difference when people understand that. No, 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 no. Your brain has these literal changes that take place and your functionality has these changes. It's not just you. Uh, and I think when people have that greater understanding, how they are reacting to things, how they respond to things just makes so much more sense. Um, and and it, I think that's the first step in... in personal understanding and empathy and I, I, I see this all over the place uh, where there's just this gigantic lack of understanding uh, and that's why I, I think these podcasts are so important because you are able to shed light on all the new research that has come out that has given us this new knowledge this new understanding of why it is we do the things that we do so thank you very much oh it is totally my pleasure Steve thank you uh, so with that, I want to remind everybody you have been listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, the author of many best-selling books. Her most recent relationship book is Your Man is Wonderful. Her most recent business book is Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work. You can find this information at her website, noelnelson.com. You can find her on social platforms, Twitter, Google+, Facebook. Uh, we, of course, are on all the social platforms, as I just mentioned. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, uh, Google+. So uh, we love connecting with you. And sometimes it's easiest if you follow us on these platforms because that way you don't have to constantly come to the website to see what we've updated. We'll just send it to you, uh, which we think is a really great thing. And, of course, we have our newsletter. It's a free weekly newsletter that goes out every Monday night to share with uh, you all the new things that have come out. Uh, so hopefully if you haven't signed up for that already, you do so. Uh, there's a link to that on our homepage. Uh, so with that, that is going to do it. So one last time, thank you, Noel. Thank you, Steve. All right, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody. Tonight.